it's Big Joe for Absolute Comfort, your trusted, independent, American Standard Air dealer. Owner Chris Wedekin sells the ductless Mitsubishi Electric Mini Split, which is a great option to heat and cool individual spaces while blending into the decor. If you want your poker room to be dressed up, you could take a vinyl wrap and put on these. If you like the more modern look, they have styles in black, silver, and pearl white that would be more aesthetically pleasing for your rooms. Find out more at absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted, independent, American Standard Air Mitsubishi Electric Elite Ductless Pro Dealer. Well, good morning. It is Monday, February 27th. It is seven minutes after nine, and you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. No one has done more with less. <laughs> Let's talk about President. I'm talking about you, Rob. No oh, one's done you. more with less. Well, I mean, you well, know. Well, and look, speaking of uh, doing more with less and this radio show today, what a great show we have today, mm-hmm. Casey. We have on the same program not only somebody who was at January 6th. Mm-hmm. He's going to give us a play-by-play of what they actually observed. Screw that committee stuff. Yeah, and he's very passionate. Oh, yes, and he is uh, holding nothing back. Mm-hmm. And then, a little bit later in the show, mm-hmm. we've got one of the greatest lacks of government transparency mm-hmm. I may have ever seen, and I've seen a lot of it. And you're going to blow the lid off oh, of it. Oh, my goodness. It is just what a wild and wacky show we have today. Rob Kendall is naming names. Oh, All right, let's talk about President Biden. He said on Friday he doesn't have plans to visit East Palestine, Ohio, where that train derailment happened three weeks ago. He said, at this moment, I'm not. And he he meant he was not planning to visit the town. And he was also disputing and arguing that his administration was not very engaged. He said, no, 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 no. We're keeping very close tabs. So at this point, if I had prepped Kevin, I would say, Cue Aretha Franklin. This audio of Joe Biden is just so gross. And I'm now convinced that he only speaks to reporters near jet engines to drown him out. (laughs) Have you noticed that? Every time he's talking to a reporter, there's a plane, a helicopter, something close by. Well, a lot of times it is, what do they call that? Is Marine One? Mm -hmm. Is that what the helicopter is? Yeah. Now, Trump used to do it, and we used to, um, Hammer and Nigel used to, play it all the time and laugh at it. And I think Trump was doing it to troll people where he would, you know, he'd, he'd come up to them and they'd ask him some ridiculous question and he'd go, say it. I can't hear you. Say it. Right. You know, and obviously he knows Trump is a master showman and knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I think you may be right with Biden. Yeah. It may be like some sort of deflection mechanism of some sort. They don't want to get a uh, crystal clear audio clip of him <laughs> being ridiculous, but we got it anyway. And here it is. This is Biden saying why he won't go to Ohio. Simply ridiculous. The answer is that I uh, I had a long meeting with my team and what they're doing. You know, we were there two hours after the train went down. Two hours. I've spoken with every single major figure in both United in both Pennsylvania and in, 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 in Ohio. And so the idea that we're not engaged is simply not not there. And initially there was not a request for me to go out. Even before I was heading over to, to 
Okay, all right, all right. Because he goes on and on. So my first, there's so much to talk about this. First of all, he can't remember what Zoom is. Not that he ever knew what a Zoom mm-hmm. was. Like, do, do you, right now, if you stop Joe Biden and said, sir, you have a Zoom call. Like, you and I do Zoom calls all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kev, I know, has all those foreign friends that he does the Zooms with for his music. Mm-hmm. We could sit down and instantaneously fire up the Zoom, boom, we record, we record right. interviews on there, et cetera. Yeah. Could Joe Biden, the leader of the free world, if you stopped him right now and said, sir, you have a Zoom call, please assemble it yourself. Mm-hmm. Could he do it? No. There's no way, right? Absolutely not. Okay, then, who's Zooming who? Who's Zooming who? And I love that he thought that was from his generation. Mm-hmm. That was an Aretha Franklin song from 1985, Casey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By my math, Joe Biden would have been 43 years old. Is that right? Yeah, he would have been like 43 years old mm-hmm. in 1985. That would be like me saying... uh, I don't know who's one of the new artists that you children listen to, Kevin. Who's one of the big uh, local uh, yokels? Isn't some, uh, Billie Eilish pretty big? Is, is that uh, Billy? You remember that Billie Eilish song? You know, from my generation. No, I'm 39 ass you're years old. Even, That's, you're not even to that age. You know yet. what my generation was? Eminem, uh-huh. Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg. You know what Joe Biden's generation was? The Beatles. Right, right. Well, and the fact that he, I, you can't even really hear what he's saying, but he pretty much said that he was asked, are you planning to visit East Palestine? No, at this moment, no, I was. I did a whole video. I mean, you know, the, uh, what What the hell? Oh, and then it's a reporter who says, Zoom? Yes. Is this the word you're trying to come up with? You know, I always think of that song from my generation, who's Zoom and who? You know, my generation, when I I was 43 years old. And let's talk about, that's a really bad song, too. <laughs> just, why, Casey, is it just decrepit old people that keep destroying this nation? Okay, well, on Friday, the uh, House Oversight Committee launched an investigation into Pete Buttigieg over his response to the derailment. So, now we're going to investigate him, huh? So, yeah, and so Biden went on ABC News, and this mm. is their their new thing now, is the mayor didn't explicitly ask me to go, so I chose not to go as though now Biden is the king of the executive order, right? This is a guy that signed an executive order that told every company in this country when they had to test people for COVID. But now you're led to believe in who had to wear masks and whatever. Mm-hmm. Now we're led to believe that he's some guy who gives great deference to local and state mm-hmm. governments. Listen to what, listen to this excuse on ABC News. So do you plan to travel there and have you talked with the mayor? I, I, I can't recall that. I don't think I've talked to the mayor. I've talked to everyone else there and I'm multiple times. I've talked to both the senators, both, both governors. I've talked to everyone there is to talk to. And we've made it clear that everything is available. Who's the other governor? Yeah, who, who, <laughs> there are now two, Wait, two senators and two governors in every state. Two Casey. governors in Ohio. Well, the last two years, Michigan has owned Ohio State, so maybe he's talking about Gretchen Whitmer. Oh, Hi. hey now. Oh. Hey, oh. Can you imagine if Indiana had two governors? <laughs> Yikes. Okay, but there is some other news going on. So during the visit, the EPA administrator said that the administration was going to hold Norfolk Southern responsible for the derailment, and now the CDC and the EPA they're visiting homes and they're providing informational flyers. Oh. They have these walk teams. It's a two-page flyer mm-hmm. and they're going door to door to talk with residents and give them all of the information they would need if they need to seek medical help. 
Uh, so what, a month later, mm-hmm. here's how you seek. We know you've been coughing and headaches mm-hmm. and rash, and there's been over 40,000 dead animals surrounding you. Mm-hmm. And there are clearly pictures of this toxic waste in the sky. Yes. You can see it in the rivers, but we're going to wait a month to direct you on where to go. Uh, okay, Casey, let's take a break. When we come back, this Zelensky guy, mm-hmm. I think I have been saying for a year now, I've had enough of him. Mm-hmm. And now his new little dealio is, you need to shut up and pay, America, because if you don't, your sons and daughters are going to die in a foreign war. I loathe this guy. Mm-hmm. Everything about him. Yeah, more on the way with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. from my generation. You know. You know, Zoom. Whenever I think of Zoom, I think of that song. This song. By the way, somebody reminded me that Zoom was a show on PBS. I remember watching that when I was younger. During my generation. So we're referencing Biden coming out over the weekend and saying that uh, he couldn't remember the name Zoom. And then he tried to say, always thinks of who's Zooming who from Mm -hmm. his generation, which was written and released in 1985 by Aretha Franklin, which would have made him like 43. Mm -hmm. So, Casey, this is a question (laughs) for you and for Kev. At what point do you are you no longer able to say that's a song from my generation? Like at what point mm-hmm. are you at what age are you no longer able to say that is a song from my generation? I would think that 30, maybe. Tw- that seems about late, right. Late 20s, 30s. It seems about right. Well, they say your musical influence age is between the ages of 12 and 22. It's yeah. like a 10 year span. Uh-huh. That's when you're most influenced by music. So he's well past that. So we date. can y- agree. Joe Biden is in is <laughs> he should get several Pinocchios and saying that song is from my generation. He's trying to make himself younger, I think. <laughs> His generation. <laughs> Let's talk about what's trending this morning. Lady Gaga, there she is. She's in the news again. Oh, so she's being with her poker face. Yes, with her poker face. She's ma, ma, being ma, ma, sued ma, 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 ma. by the accomplice in the dog theft for withholding the five hundred thousand dollar reward money. So do you remember her dogs were stolen? Yes. And she offered up a five hundred thousand dollar reward. Uh-huh. Well, the main culprit got caught, mm-hmm. but the accomplice is now suing Lady Gaga because the accomplice is saying, hey, I returned the dogs. Now give me the half a million. No way. Yes, way. Also trending, Donald Trump, he may have to make a loyalty pledge to join the RNC debate stage. This is coming from Rona McDaniel. Now, they tried to do this in 2020. 16. Mm-hmm. And that's where he famously, this is when I fell in love with Trump as a candidate. It was right out of the gate. It was the first debate. So this must have been 2015. And the like first thing they asked is they said, will everyone on the stage agree to support the nominee mm-hmm. no matter who it is? And everybody but Trump raised his hand. And 
I was a Ron Paul person at that point. And Ron Paul went at Trump over that and Trump destroyed him. And I said, well, we're done here. Mm -hmm. I'm dating someone else now. I mean, it was just the most awesomely. There's no way to enforce that. And you shouldn't have to do that because if a turd like a Jeb Bush were the nominee, I don't know in this crop who it might be, Mike Pence or Chris Christie or someone like that, you shouldn't be obligated if the Republicans pick a total loser. Mm -hmm. It's just like nobody should be obligated to support Trump. Yeah, well, and that's what they're saying. No matter who the nominee is, Trump has to sign this loyalty pledge to support the person. Good luck with that. Yeah. And finally trending, Jake Paul. This guy, he's a he's a YouTuber. He's a pretty famous YouTuber. And he may have finally met his match. Oh. He has he's turned into a boxing yes. star and actually pretty good. Yes. But he lost to Tommy Fury in an eight round split decision in Saudi Arabia. To the scorecards. Mike Ross scores the contest. 75, 74. He has it for Paul. Omar Mithun scores it. 76-73 for Fury. Daniel Vanderbilt scores it. 76-73 to the winner by split decision. Tommy T. Buffer has made, that's the announcer guy, mm-hmm. has, I bet you has made more money than any boxer ever. <laughs> you think so? With his let's get ready to rumble? Oh, and he's done the, all those big fights for all those years. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was big in pro wrestling in the mm-hmm. in the 90s and early 2000s. I mean, that dude has made a, a fortune mm-hmm. of being a boxing announcer. Now, Casey, my question for you, because of course, if it happened after 1985, I have no interest or knowledge about it. Well, that wasn't your generation. No, <laughs> <laughs> so very good there. Um, does it? Why do people care about this guy? I mean, it's it, he is not Floyd Mayweather. He's not Manny Pacquiao. I mean, he's a, he's a good he's a good boxer by boxing standards, but mm-hmm. he's not Mike Tyson. He's not Roy Jones. Mm-hmm. Why do people care about this guy? Well, I think. A lot of people care about this fight specifically is because there's been years of trash talking and then he got beat. Uh So that's kind of a big deal, you know, when you're saying how awesome you are and you have millions of views and fans on YouTube Mm -hmm. and you're this social media dude trash talking and then you get in the ring and eh, because this is the thing, this is the the thing now, right? Because you see this a lot of times, whether who is Kimbo Slice, wasn't he the MMA guy? who was this internet sensation and then when he actually had to do the stuff... He wasn't very good. And you see this all the time with the NFL where ahead of the combine, which is getting ready to come up the draft combine, mm-hmm. guys will do you know incredible things. They'll jump out of swimming pools or they'll dunk basketballs or they're whatever and then you know they would... They get into the NFL games, and it's like, well, this guy tested really well. Yeah, but he stinks. Mm-hmm. So people were rooting for this guy to lose this Paul mm-hmm. because they view him as, you know, this internet, internet creation, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, but it turns out he actually is a pretty good yeah, boxer. Yeah, I mean, no doubt. And it came down to a split decision and among it, the and, refs. And, and as somebody who I know, there are tens of thousands of people who root for my failure every single day. Mm-hmm. I can kind of, you know, you sympathize, can... <laughs> empathize, whatever with this guy Relate. because I know what it's like. Yeah. Okay, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. We were going to talk about Zelensky and what's going on there, but I think uh, we need to wait because we have... Stan Lovins coming up. Yes, next. so Stan is an evangelist. I've known Stan for a long time, and he was at 
January 6th. Like he was walking, mm-hmm. he was not in the Capitol. Mm-hmm. He's not been charged with any crime. He was not involved in any of the stuff that happened, but he was there that day live streaming all of the events. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was in town for, for, he had an event in Lebanon over, uh, over the weekend. So I said, Stan, come on in, mm-hmm. tell us exactly what you saw on January 6th. And I think you're going to find it differs quite a bit from what you have heard in Washington, D.C. And it seemed like it was still very fresh in his mind yes. and a big part of his message. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, we'll pl- we'll play that when we come back. We'll find out uh, one person's truth on what happened January 6th. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Just like You know, one of the huge stories and issues that has captivated, well, at least the media, I'm not sure regular people care all that much about it, but at least from the media obsession over the past mm-hmm. couple of years has been January 6th. Yeah, you're talking about the mainstream media's yeah. obsession with this. Absolutely. And if you believe the media, it was the worst thing to ever happen in American history. It has been called an insurrection. It has been called everything under the sun. And, you know, you realize... So few people actually know what happened on January 6th. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that committee they had, it was a total distortion and manipulation. And a primetime TV special, you mean? Absolutely <laughs> made for television viewing. And yeah. luckily, Casey, as with all things... We got a guy. We got a guy. We got a guy. We got a guy who was actually there on January 6th. Now, he wasn't storming any Bastilles. He wasn't hanging out with guys in Vikings helmets. But he was actually there in the nation's capital on January the 6th. And mm-hmm. his name is Stan Lovins, he joins us now. Stan, how's it going? Well, it's going well. It's good to be in uh, the the house today with you, Mr. Kendo and Miss Casey. Now, for the record, you are not uh, an insurrectionist. You are not uh, a pro violence. You are, in fact, you're actually a uh, you're actually an evangelist by trade. Yeah, that's uh, that's our heart and souls to bring healing back to the hurting in this nation and set the captives free. All right, so tell us what what were you doing on January sixth? You weren't a- at the Capitol per se. You weren't storming any buildings. But why were you there? What were you doing? Well, we were actually praying for this nation and uh, to bring uh, justice back to what needs to be done. Um, you know, Trump won. It was an eighty twenty landslide. That's no brainer. Um, it was hijacked. This nation's been hijacked. Um, and so we were there just praying, praying for the people, bring healing to the hurting. And, um, you know, I was in the, over there by the Ellipse on the south end of, of the White House. And there were literally, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, approximately a million plus people there. It was packed. It was a packed house. And so in the middle of that, we were about 830 in the morning. I was getting ready to, to leave. The Lord spoke to my heart to go pray at the Capitol building as I was leaving i saw mr viking um himself. you saw the guy i mm. saw him and the other guy and i didn't know who he was and the lord said you know antifa and so before i i went i was going to go minister to him and the lord said no stay on task right so mm. i went and as i'm walking down uh from from that point in dc to the capital to go pray simply to pray and i'm gonna specify to pray <laughs> and so as we're going i actually saw an escort of uh, from the police escorting um, white vans that were right out in front of me and from the tunnels that come out um, right here along the, the walkway there. And so as as I was there, they were escorting Antifa. 
And so as they escorted Antifa, I've got some video footage uh, that's actually uh, shared on Stu uh, Stu Peter's show as well. And so, so that's that's interesting, right? Because you were live streaming this as it would go it was going on. I remember that day watching. You know, obviously you're watching various accounts, yes. and you're just like walking down the street filming what is going on. And I think what's interesting, Stan, is how many you touch on how many people were actually there versus the percentage of people that were actually enacting violent or ended up being violent of any sort. Yeah, I didn't I didn't witness any violence at all uh, in my whole time there. I did not witness any violence with the, the crew that there were there they want they were people that were uh, patriots they were conservatives they were people that wanted to see this nation get back on track because we knew that there literally the, the true insurrection was um from the the, the communist party and the ccp and others that have insurrected this nation to hijack it and so we came to pray to engage um in in the the warfare in the spiritual realm because it's not flesh and blood it's spiritual principalities uh stan lovins is our guest he was at january 6th evangelist stan lovins is our guest talking about what he saw that day casey now stan i i don't know are you are you from indiana i'm originally born and raised in indianapolis indiana okay and you live in the area currently no ma'am i live in tennessee okay on january 6th where were you living were you in tennessee i was actually in texas at the time okay so you were in texas so you made a conscious effort to go from texas to washington dc yes ma'am why did you choose that date to go there well specifically to to pray there was a gathering of people to pray um i was coordinating others i brought others to come and pray at this nation's capital and um that that was a primary purpose is to pray and engage and uh see a shift for this nation for the better when were you when did you guys become aware that violence was taking place i'm talking about the peaceful people who maybe went to the rally with trump i mean again overwhelming amount of people were not involved in anything violent that day when did you guys kind of become aware hey there's something going on at the capital well, here's the thing. Uh, early that morning, as I was, I was alluding to, we were walking to the Capitol to pray. So I, that was about 8.30 in the morning. As we arrived, it was about 8.45, 9 a.m. And the Lord took me on the back of the state Capitol. And, and there was barriers there. And there was nobody rioting. There was no conflict. And the Lord spoke one word to me. He said, breach. He said there would be a breach right there. So I did a live stream on that about the breach. And so we didn't we didn't take any more action there. We walked around and then went back. Now, later, it was about uh, two-thirds of the way through when uh, – President Trump was speaking that the Lord had put on my heart. I just had it. There was a shift and I felt there was a trap and it was a massive trap. And um, so we, we actually left that area, even where he was speaking. We went back to uh, our rental car. Uh, the meter had ran out, even though I had plenty of time left, it ran out because they were running out the meters and then towing the vehicles off. So they were trapping the people there. And so after about 10, 12 minutes in the the vehicle, we heard all kinds of sirens. And um, at that point in time, there was a whole lineup of um, Capitol Police that were there and they had their horse and um, trailers and they were lined up prepared. They, They had set this up. And so we you were, think you think we that were they, by the Lincoln Memorial. You think that they that there were people who were aware this was going to happen and didn't do anything to stop it. Is that what you're saying? No, there was people that knew it was going to happen, and they prepared 
for it to happen. So you're saying they perpetuated it? It, it was a setup. The whole thing was a sting setup. Uh, Stan, so, Stan Lovins is our guest. He was actually at January 6th. Uh, okay, so what's the aftermath of this look like? I mean, how do you get out of there? Do they shut everything down? And, and what do you do? Uh, obviously, I assume once you got out of there in your, your car, obviously you were incredibly peaceful that day. Did you go to a hotel and start watching what's going on? Uh, kind of take us through that. Well, you know, when we get word that there was there was a breach per se, uh, when we walked, we were walking down towards the the backside of the Capitol. We stayed about uh, five blocks away. Mm-hmm. You could see it. I got the video. We did live stream there. And as as we were there, I just knew that there was a lot of good people that were being misled. And um, they opened up the gates, and we heard from different conversations from different people there that um, there was the 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 actual police and the security opened up the gates. And so there was another um, the national security that was there. They were told to stand down. And so I ended up actually praying with them because they said it was a setup. They spoke themselves. They These officers said it was a setup as it was all happening. But I said, what's really happening over there? And they said it was, you know, just people that are concerned for our nation. Because the, the video, they said. The vi- this is in case you ever talked about this a lot. The video that doesn't make sense to me is there are these officers. I mean, this is on video. They're letting people walk into the Capitol, right? And I've never understood how you square that up. Hey, these people were storming the Bastille. They were trying to overtake the nation's capital. They're like peacefully walking through, like they're on a tour, and the the police don't appear to be doing anything about it. Well, the the there were some videos as well. Now I did not personally see this, but I've seen the videos where the the police were inciting the people. They were, they inviting. were, yeah, they were inciting and inviting, but they were part of them were inviting people in. The others mm-hmm. were like shooting tear gas and stuff down at them and r- rubber bullets, and they were inciting them, and then uh, to try to stir up that that anxiety and that anger and that rage. So it was all a big, massive Hollywood production um, from our. Uh, Stan hijack Lo- government. Stan Lovins is our guest. He was at January 6th. A couple minutes left with him. Have you been contacted? I mean, obviously the federal government, you know, other governments took leaps and bounds to find out who was there, pry into people's lives, even the people who were totally peaceful. Has anybody ever contacted you? Nobody's contacted me directly on that, but, you know, I can assure you, I, I was being led by the Lord. Uh, the couple of guys that I, I brought with me, we stayed back. We knew it was a trap. Um, you know, the Holy Spirit was just leading us, and that's that's what I encourage everybody that's listening right now. It's is listen to what the Lord Jesus Christ is saying. Listen to the Holy Spirit. He will counsel us through all things, and so that you don't get caught up in ensnarements. And there's plenty of traps out there right now, and so I, I think that was just the tip of the iceberg of God revealing the corruption, the wickedness, and the total demise that that this agenda is to bring destruction across this nation. All right, before I let you go, I mean, it's it's like you were at one of the most famous events in American history. Obviously, you know, many people think it's been totally blown out of proportion in the response, especially doing nothing in Portland or Seattle or whatever. But what do you think happened that day? What? Who do you think most of those people were? What do you actually think happened from what you observed that day on January 6th? Well, there was... There was um it, it, that's a little question, Rob. <laughs> that's what we do here, right? I mean, um, was it was it just a group of people who got caught up in the moment? Was a group of people who were organized in in going for it? Did there was no it? such thing as that from the conservative side, from the patriots. There was nobody that was planning to rush the the uh, state capital. Um, the whole thing was a setup to incite to make uh, out the conservative movement 
to and and those who are praying for this nation in particular as well as Christians to try to make them look like fools as if they're trying to uh, bring destruction to a nation that they were praying for that they were bleeding for that they were patriots they they desire liberty for the people we the people and so I believe this was a matter of fact I know this was all set up by um, a tyrannical government that's been hijacked that that desires um and it's it's been ran and bought out by a pharmacia as well as the ccp and um the the parties abroad overseas that have conspired to undermine and destroy this nation from within there's been about 45 hours of video that is being turned over to tucker carlson from fox news do you think anything will be revealed in those videos that we don't know about well 100 percent I believe um, there's things that we don't know about. We still don't know because they've the media has uh, played a spin on it to make it out to be the people. But, you know, think about this. The heart of this is against we the people. This nation was built on we the people, and the government is to serve us as we the people. What they've done is they've done a flip side of this to make it out that we the people have come against the government that's been, um, quote-unquote, elected in. But we know that the Dominion machines are uh, fraudulent. We know that they've been manipulated. We know, and that's been proven over and over and over again. And so this whole mindset is to is to take over this nation and to really enslave we, the people, to a tyrannical mindset of control. All right, Stan, you're, you're on TV. You're speaking across the country. If people want to learn more about you and what you do, how can they do that? Well, they can go to revivalsforjesus.com, revivalsforjesus.com. They can also go to stanlovins.com, L-O-V-I-N-S.com. And um, there's... uh there's social media on YouTube, um, you know, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, link up with the Stan Lovins, capital I, capital I. Stan Lovins a second. All right, Stan Lovins, thank you, my friend. Casey, take us to break. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Good morning, 949. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So George W. Bush made a rare appearance in Washington, D.C. over the weekend. He was gathering some big names from his administration, even one opponent, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. and Bill Gates was even there. And they were all gathering to try and protect his signature foreign policy achievement. This year marks the 20th anniversary of PEPFAR. And PEPFAR is the president's emergency plan for AIDS relief. It's a program that was providing care and treatment and prevention for people suffering with HIV. Uh, While they were there, Bush said that the U.S. government has literally saved 25 million lives, and he's afraid most Americans don't know about that. Okay, so I want to play this audio of Nancy Pelosi because this tells you everything you need to know about who our government is, Mm -hmm. who these people are, that it's all some big act and floor show. This is Nancy Pelosi, who 2006, 2008, everybody remembers all the horrific, awful things they said. Bush lied, people died, 
Rove, War for Oil, blah, 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 blah. And now listen to Nancy Pelosi all these years later. Why? Well, because George Bush hates Donald Trump. Listen to this. Once again, I'll just say this honestly, that the, the, the Bush family is because of their humanity, their faith, their generosity of spirit, their compassion. Once again, it's an honor to be associated with President Bush in this. He said this was his second time to be here. I've been here many, many times. So I've been him with him 100% of the times he's been here. <laughs> Because we were both here for the groundbreaking when I was speaker and he was president. So let's just let us again work for peace, work for justice. So all, you know. Best buds. Yeah, best buds. Now, why? Because they're in the club, mm-hmm. right? Politics is professional wrestling. The outcome is predetermined and it is a glorified floor show to get you ginned up and manipulated to be enraged and pick a side and pick a team. It, pro wrestling and politics, same thing. It's the uniparty. Welcome to it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And I was thinking, you know, how do I articulate the just utter rage I just feel inside me when I see something like this. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I can't do it justice, but I know <laughs> someone who can. I got a guy. Ladies and gentlemen, the late George Carlin. And it's it's I mean the clip is like 13 minutes. It's absolutely outstanding. You can find it. I mean it's just an, an incredible clip on just I mean the our country. I mean there truly are two Americas, right? There truly is an America for people like us, the peasants, and then there is an America for the rich, elitist, entitled people like the Bush family, the Pelosi's, and for some reason we as a collective in society, when we actually have all the power, we just sit back and take it and are fine with it, and I don't understand why. So, George Carlin, that was from It's a Big Club and You Ain't In yeah. It. And isn't, I mean, the title of the stand up, It's a Big Club and You Ain't In It, that just sums it up perfectly. So, at this event, think about this Bush was there, Pelosi was there, Pelosi sat a row behind Dr. Fauci. Uh-huh. He was there. Uh-huh. Bill Gates was there. Uh-huh. I mean, 
And I love Casey when they talk about like the humanity of George Bush. You tell that to some war veteran who came back without an arm or a leg for that ill-begotten war in Iraq. You tell that to a parent of somebody who didn't come home from the war in Iraq. His humanity, spending other people's money. Mm-hmm. Like George Bush didn't write a check for all this out of his own pocket. Mm-mm. We did it. Yeah. The American people had the humanity. And I, I don't know, maybe I missed it. I didn't hear a big old thank you from Nance to the American people, who are the people who actually paid the tab on this. Right. Well, and speaking of the tab, okay, so the whole point of this gathering was to get the U.S. to re-up PEPFAR. And the cost was $7 billion last year, oh. and they're hoping that they'll sign up for $110 billion over the next 20 years. Because of their... Biden's humanity? That'll be the next thing. Joe Biden's humanity that he spent $110 billion of someone else's money. Of your money. Yeah. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning.